want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, it's Sydney O'Sullivan and my guest is Danielle Kettlewell. Welcome, Danielle. Hello, Sydney. So lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> you guys are going to love Danielle. She started swimming when she was about well you started actually artistic swimming when you were eight right mm -hmm. and uh she retired at 18 she wasn't really that good at synchronized swimming and um but then you started teaching it right you started teaching it yeah and through an amazing chain of events danielle ended up being i'll bring your book up the unlikely <laughs> Olympian. And uh, has been, yay! <laughs> yes. Best selling author, motivational speaker, and now coaching people to transform their lives. And uh, mm -hmm. this is so cool. Uh, we started working together, I guess, over a, a year and something ago. Yeah. And at that time, you were training for the championships, world championships, as the first ever Australian. Um, what do you call that? A Mixed duet. So with a male and a female. Yeah. And they went to North Korea, did the world championships. And while she was training, working, training for the world championships, she managed to put out an almost 300 page book, which takes people on an entire journey of clarity. So mm -hmm. Danielle, I'd love to hear your story. Why did you want to do this so much? Why did you want to um, leave work and then coach other people and be a motivational mm. speaker. What drove you to that? And then we'll get into how you end up at the Olympics. Amazing, yeah. So I think really, uh, the, I got to a point where I'm so grateful. And a lot of people can say this. At 23 years old, I achieved my wildest, craziest dream. You know, and not a lot of people are able to say that. However, I just felt this need and this vow inside of me. You know, I said that if I was somehow able to pull this off when I was on this journey to try out for the team, that I was going to do something with it. Because, you know, I heard someone share this once. You know, we all know Maslow's pyramid of needs, and the highest one is self actualization. You know, when you, you figure out, you know, what are your deepest desires and who you want to be. But someone said this once, which I completely agree with, is they believe there's a level above that, which is the self-actualization of others. Because truly, I think the greatest feeling in this life is helping other people and helping them have the aha moments, helping them achieve. Because we are a global community of human beings. And the greatest feeling that we get 
out of life is when we help others. And so having done this incredible feat of becoming Olympian and, and spending five years on the national team and then writing a book and doing all this amazing things, I realized that not as many people didn't have all the experiences that I had. I learned so much. I met so many incredible people. I could use this information and this, this way that I was able to achieve this incredible dream and help other people do that. And, and it would be so much more than just myself because I got to a point, you know, when I was training, which was amazing where, you know, it was, it was a very selfish thing to be an athlete, which it, you have to be as an athlete, but I wanted to do something for others. And that led me to spark this idea of writing a book, which allowed me to meet you and then transferring my career um, to working online. And, you know, another dream that I had was to live in Bali and travel the world and do my work. So I was kind of on this leap of, you know, I'm going to live my next dream beyond the Olympics and, and be a global CEO, digital entrepreneur and inspire people to do theirs and so that's what I've been up to over the past you know year and a bit since I've retired which is crazy <laughs> so one of the things that was really great uh working together was that when you first came to me you had this amazing story and I'd love you to share your story and how you ended up being the unlikely Olympian mm -hmm. um and I didn't tell everybody that she was actually born in uh you were born in Canada Vancouver, Canada yeah. born in Canada and then um it's anyway we'll we'll get into oh, that sorry. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, but her parents are Australian, so mm -hmm. that's how she ended up on the Australian Olympic team. And she'll tell you the story. But um, when, she, when you first approached me, you were like, I, I really want to write this book and I just can't figure out how to write it. Like, you know, how to, yeah. I get so far and then I get stuck. And I hear this all the time. Like, I literally had a meeting with somebody the other day who's been like a world export, expert for like 30 years and, and didn't know how to write the book about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so well, what's your goal? And you said, um, I want to be a speaker and I want to teach people how to, I mean, the great thing about being an athlete is you know about teamwork and goal setting and achieving you know, your dreams and, and not quitting and seeing things through. And that's what makes the difference between someone who likes a sport and someone who becomes an Olympic athlete, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a world champion athlete, it's that it's that resolve and, and committedness, right, that you can teach others. We can't really relate to what it's like to be, in, most of us can't relate to, be, to being an Olympian because mm -hmm. how, there's so few people who actually make that level yeah. of success. But we can all relate to having to overcome challenges and um, get out of our own way and, and set mm -hmm. huge goals. So we ended up coming up with what you called the clarity code. Mm -hmm. And how useful has that been for you as far as structuring your trainings? It, it, best day, it really made you run like, like wildfire to get the book oh done. Gosh. Once you had the clarity code structure and, and um, what would you call a framework, you mm -hmm. then got the book written really quickly. So how has it helped you as far as cre creating uh, training programs, coaching programs? and so on signature talk yeah I mean it's been really powerful to get like in the sense of like you know I would think I started writing this book as like an autobiography but I turned more into self-help um, motivation which is what I wanted it to be um, and it really came from just breaking it down and making it and which is the advice from you how can I make it clear whether it be an acronym or creating like a step program or how to um, and and you giving me that advice really 
allowed me to have my own moment of clarity when I was like, okay, how can I help use this story to help other people in kind of like a step-by-step process? Um, And in the process of me kind of deepening my own intuition and and getting into meditation, which really helps me with my creativity um, and ideas, I came up with this clarity process, which is the acronym of clarity, which my book followed. And then I created a program from that. Um, So that's been absolutely integral in just um, being able to, it was really cool to have the book and then being able to pump out a program on the other side of that. And what I, I love so much about my clarity method is that even in the process of, you know, um, shifting into being an entrepreneur online, I've used the same, you know, format of like going back to like the, the mindset tools that I, I played out, like what is coming up? What are my limiting beliefs? How do I work through hard times? What is my plan? So as I was kind of creating my clarity code online program, I was literally using the techniques that I wrote about in the book. And it's been even just you narrowing down, like, what is my message or what is your message and how can you make that as simple as possible, you know, has been really powerful in my own marketing and and getting to reach other people. Because I think, you know, especially my story is complicated, but so is everyone's. And sometimes when we can get stuck in our ego and we just want to share every little bit of our story, people get lost in that and they don't understand what's in it for them. So what you really helped me with is like, what is it in it for the other person? Yes, my story is interesting and someone's going to love that, but how can I help someone else? So making that really simple has been really powerful in creating my own marketing message in, in the work that I'm doing now. And then you were amazing. We always knew that you'd be media friendly because you're gorgeous and you're, you know, you're articulate. You don't mind a chat, which is great when you get on a morning show or whatever. And I always thought for you that down the track, when things get a little bit back to normal, you could do, you can be out doing speaking, your own retreats. You want to run your own retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, and You're also, uh, I actually think you could make a great, like, you know, uh, talk show host yourself, you know, uh, with with other athletes or, or, you know, in the sporting world that you could use your sporting background, your Olympic background for that. But who knows? Anything is possible for you. Um, And uh, so when you actually started getting uh, some media interest with your the book launch got great media interest in it you used your because I, I was watching all your interviews and you were mm-hmm. so great on on the news Thank um, you. But they were bringing up the book they, if they didn't have it on a big screen when you were doing your interview they had it sitting right there in front of it they kept bringing it up so obviously the book meant something to the media did you find that it was easier to get those interviews because of the book launch um, yeah, I think the book launch and to be honest, what I'm so grateful for this, but being an Olympian makes a lot of people like open their inbox message or, or reply to me or want me on their show. Cause I can almost, almost everyone that I've spoken to, you know, with a, in a podcast or media or radio, they're like, I've never spoken to an Olympian before. So that along with the book was a really great combination, um, as well, you know, being an athlete, like we aren't, we're just, we just do our sport. We're not taught how to like make a career out of it, but in this modern day, you know, you know, the athletes that do survive and do well are the ones that kind of turn it into like a personal brand and a business because, you know, in, in my case, you know, being an Australian athlete was not for the money. We weren't paid anything. 
So it really helped kind of t- turning my athleteness into a personal brand and then into being able to monetize it through my book and then through my programs for me to be able to live off of and create, you know, an empire off of, you know, what I am doing now. So yeah, it was um, really amazing getting those, those PR interviews and uh, the combination of the book and the Olympian status definitely helped like me get my foot in the door. So how did you actually send out press releases or did you reach out to the journalists personally? Yeah, I actually worked with um, a lady, um, a PR lady, when I got the, some of the interviews in Canada, um, and she was really great. And and I think she sent out the press releases, but basically sat down with me. It's like, what are you know? Again, like you said, like simplifying it. What are like the three takeaways that you want for people? Like, you know, um, because we can get so caught up in, especially me, I get so excited about so many things. Like making it really simple can be so hard sometimes. But I think that really helped. Just since you know, basically inspiring people to go after their dreams you know finding gratitude in every day and working on your mindset you know in life when you have to overcome any adversity and making that really simple and giving that to the the lady that helped me with PR and getting in there it was really powerful and it was cool to have people you know who watched me on the news show up at my book launch a few days later which was incredible so okay now I think we better share we've been teasing them we better share how you (laughs) ended up as an Olympian so well, um, you were living in Canada. You were retired. You'd retired mm-hmm. from synchronized swimming, right? And what happened next? So I grew up in, in Vancouver, Canada. My parents are Aussie and they're actually from Sydney, Australia. Um, and they immigrated here in the 70s. Um, and I did synchronized swimming my whole life. But I was, I'm, I'm this is, you know, the point of my book, I'm called the unlikely Olympian because I'm always very candid in saying I was not the talented one. I was not the most valuable player. I was never going to become anything. And that's what I told myself. And I struggle with my weight, my confidence and my self-belief. And, you know, at, at 18 years old, when I was in high school, you know, in my 12th year of high school, um, I realized that, you know, this was it. There was nowhere else that I was going to go. You know, it's time to, to walk away. Um, and I, I hung up the cap and goggles or so I thought, and uh, just started coaching synchro because I absolutely loved it. Um, and a few years later in 2013, Um, I was continuing to do some training on the side because, you know, when you love a sport, you keep doing it. So I was doing master's level. I ended up getting a really bad concussion, uh, which is about seven years ago now. And um, I... Well, you better explain how that happened. That was... (laughs) People don't realize that it's a really quite an athletic sport with throwing people around and... You, um, did, and what happened? You landed badly. So, yeah. So yeah. basically what people don't realize is concussions is actually one of the most common sports in synchronized swimming. So what we do is we create these human pyramids pretty much underwater and keep in mind that we're never touching the bottom of the pool. Um, we have people that egg beater up. So it's like moving your legs and your feet around in these circles, which creates this kind of like human propeller and you bring yourselves up to the surface and one teammate jumps off and does like a flip or a twirl or whatever it is um, similar to you know what you see divers do sometimes they get two meters up in the air it's incredible and then they come down and land in the pool however you know as can happen we aren't like you know gridiron NFL players we don't have any protection on sometimes you know your teammate can slip and miss and land straight back on top of you and that's what happened to me one evening when I was training and I ended up 
up, you know, being pulled out of the water by my teammates. And I thought I was fine, but I was driving home that evening with this like really bad pain behind my, I was feeling nauseous. And I remember going back home to study because I was a university at the student, a university student at the time, right? Because I, I was just like living the regular life, quote unquote. And um, I was remember trying to read the, the words on the page and I couldn't even read and I knew it was English, but I, I couldn't understand what it was it was saying. And I, the next day I went to the doctor and they ended up telling me I had a concussion. And in this dark pit of my life, you know, you know, we all have these moments, whether it be COVID or, or a death or a really big challenge. We have these moments where like, why is this happening to me? Right. We're like, what did I do? You know, and none of us are, are free from that. Like life is full of challenges and that's okay. Um, and, but I was in this really big self-pity moment and little did I know it was happening for me. And, and I just remind, you know, whatever, if you're in business or in life, any challenges that you're going through someday, you're going to look back and see it as a blessing, even COVID, which has been this global challenge um, as a global community. And in this dark period of my life, this incredible light um, opportunity, you know, came to me, I got the chance or through um, having a conversation with my friend who was also an Australian Canadian citizen who was also a synchronized swimmer, the assistant national team coach, the Australian synchronized swimming team reached out to her because they were looking for more people to try out for the team. This was 2013 at the time. The 2012 Olympics had been the year before and most of the team had retired. They were trying to rebuild their team. And through the small world of synchronized swimming or artistic swimming as it's now called, you know, um, she found us and 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 said, you know, to my friend, oh, is there any chance you'd want to come and try out for this team? And being the supportive person that I was, I was like, yes, 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 my friend, you need to do this. You need to go for this. I'm so excited for you. Um, and it was crazy, a crazy opportunity for her. And then she turns around after a few minutes and she said to me, she's like, Danielle, like, what if you try too? like, you could do this too. You're Australian Canadian, you're synchronized summer. And I had so much self-doubt and self lack of self-belief and lack of self-confidence at the time I like pretty much laughed I was like there's no way there's no way I could do that right I think of it I'm in Canada I'm concussed I was never the good athlete you know there's just no chance but I sat there with this opportunity and I said you know this will never ever come around again and do I want to wonder my whole life if this if I could have done it, wonder if I was able or capable to do it, or would I rather just step away, you know, in fear, or would I rather rise to the occasion? And I, I realized that even though it was so unlikely, even though it was so terrifying, I would rather step up and step into this big opportunity and just see if, even if there's a 0.0001% chance that I can make it, just try, because I'd rather, um, go for it and fail then always wonder what if and so that led me to be on this incredible journey where I had to recover from my concussion I had to move to Perth Australia I had to leave my family behind I had to like go after I had to officially drop out of university and go after this ridiculous goal where everyone thought I was crazy right this is the girl that's the the reserve on the team this is the the, the chubby girl on the side this is the girl that no one thinks is going to get anywhere and I say to them I'm going to try out for the Olympic team and a long incredible story ended up getting me on that 2016 Olympic team it helped me spend five years on the Australian national team and, and ended my career making history you know as Australia's first mixed duet and that was all because I took a chance and a leap at something that was really terrifying and I chose to believe in myself and I really really 
you know, I love incorporating my story and my message because I want people to know that I was not the person that was going to get there. You know, the typical Olympian story that we hear is they were always talented. They were always the best. You know, we knew from, you know, the young, their youngest age that they were always saying they were going to go to the Olympics, which is amazing, but that wasn't me. And if I am a normal person who is not the most talented, but I use my mindset and I use my self-belief and I use all the other tools that I had in my pocket to do something incredible, like get to the Olympics, which is this, you know, title that everyone around the world recognizes. What if, you know, what if I shared that with other people and just imagine what they can do in their life. Um, and so that you know, incredible journey has given me this fire under me to just ignite people to go after their incredible dreams as well. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Story, because it's not just about overcoming your doubts. It's showing up again and again and again. Like you didn't get to the team just by going to Perth. You had to fight for it, right? You had oh to, my God. you had to you qualify, you know, you had to train yeah. and show and up every day and every stay day. committed, stay committed. Mm, and you know like it's uh, it's easy to summarize it and in quite often we see people's story sorry we see the glory but we don't see the story you know you don't see the moments where I thought I was going to give up you didn't see the moments where I cried because I was tired you didn't see the moments where I trained 60 70 80 hours per week to go after this thing but I kept freaking going at it and I, and I it, you know in, it's such a beautiful transition and, and translation to, to life and the entrepreneurial journey as well like you will be successful when you continue to go. If you fall down once, it doesn't mean that you're done. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. You know, life is full of those moments and we need to learn from them because they're going to help us move forward. And it's okay to have hard days. It's okay for it to be challenging sometimes because that is where the magic is in those moments because we can either choose to fall away and leave our dreams behind or we can choose to rise. And through those challenging moments, we can always achieve our dreams you know it might not happen in the timeline that we think it might not happen in six months it might not happen in two months but you will get there if you keep pursuing and I'm just so passionate about that because I think sometimes as well we can think you know people glorify the the virality like oh just one week of going after your dream and you're going to get there no it takes time but that's okay um but make sure you enjoy the process of it all as well so I use so much of the journey of an athlete to the journey that I'm on you know as an entrepreneur in, in this as well and I, I absolutely have like 1000% confidence in my success of continuing to move forward because of literally the mindset tools that I created as an athlete and and, and transferring that in into this here as well so yeah I love sharing that so um there's a lot of things I want to make sure that you share with people so you've been um uh you wrote the book you started doing um you actually how did you then start launching your coaching program um, because you were, first of all, you went, you actually took a little break and had a bit of a trip, which, you know, thank God you did because now we can't travel around the world. So, yeah. um, had you already met Luca, your partner at the yes, time? Yes, we had met um, in uh, the beginning, uh, end of 2018. And so my book was published in 2019. And then um, we decided, you know, uh, I wanted to make sure that I was still embodying my message. You know, I was like, telling people to go after their dreams. Like, what was my next dream? And my next dream was to, I had this dream from, 
I, I don't know, years ago that I wanted to like live and work in Bali. You know, we see the pictures of like the beautiful scenery and the people on the laptops. And I just like really, really felt this call to go there. And so did he. And we took this leap, you know, from Perth to, to move to Bali. And um, one of the other reasons as well was um, we, uh, one of the great lessons that I've learned in my Olympic journey is like, and, and you reflect on this as well, when you surround yourself with people that you want to be like, you get there so much faster. And we know like there's pretty much everyone that is in Bali that is an expat um, works online and they're doing something incredible. And you walk around every cafe, every corner, there is, you know, other than the tourists, the people that live there, everyone is either working online, building an empire, coaching people, helping people, building an online store, going after their dream. And to be surrounded by that environment is such an accelerator for, for you to go after your um, dreams as well. So we found that a massive help um, you know, as well living there. Um, and then at the same time, we still have the ability to, you know, because we were working online, we were building up our programs, building up our one-on-one. My partner launched a podcast, you know, um, you know, building up TikTok, social media, Instagram, our list, like all of the things from doing that there through learning and through surrounding ourselves by the right, uh, with the right people as well. Hi, this is Sydney. And thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.